Hello, I'm Maria Titizian, and welcome to the Weekend Review for the week of July 29. In the news, Azerbaijani forces fire on villages in Artsakh, damaging a home in Garmir-Shuga. Jailed government critic Avedik Chalabyan is released from pre-trial detention. And Turkey sets preconditions for normalization of relations with Armenia. This week, Azerbaijan violated the ceasefire shooting from different caliber firearms in the direction of the villages of Taravart and Garmir-Shuga in Artsakh on July 27 and 28. This was reported by Artsakh's Defense Army. The Russian peacekeeping mission was notified about the incident. Artsakh's human rights defender Keram Stepanyan announced that the shooting lasted for about 20 minutes, damaging a residential home in Garmir-Shuga. Spent bullets were strewn in the yard of the same house, and there were no casualties. The human rights defender called out the aggressive behavior of the Azerbaijani side, announcing that it aims to disrupt the normal life of uh, communities in Artsakh and terrorize the civilian population. According to Keram Stepanyan, this behavior highlights that Azerbaijan's leadership is continuing to pursue a policy of hatred against the people of Artsakh. And yesterday, Azerbaijani armed forces opened fire in the direction of Armenian military positions located in the eastern part of the Armenian-Azerbaijani border, following accusations by Baku earlier in the week that Armenian armed forces had opened fire on its military positions near Lachin. Armenia's defense ministry denied the accusations. According to Azerbaijan's Ministry of Defense, their positions were shelled from the territory of Artsakh as well. Against this backdrop, Edward Agajanian, the chair of the Parliamentary Committee on Foreign Relations, told reporters on July 26 that Armenia and Azerbaijan are currently negotiating another meeting between Armenia's Prime Minister Nigol Pashinyan and Azerbaijan's President Ilham Aliyev. Agajanian did not specify any date for the meeting. The last meeting between the two leaders took place on May 22 in Brussels, facilitated by European Council President Charles Michel. And yesterday, Armenia's Ministry of Territorial Administration and Infrastructure announced that construction on the Ter Kornizor Road, which is the Armenian part of the road bypassing the current Laching Corridor, this was envisioned by the November 9, 2020 statement that ended the Artsakh War, um, will uh, start in August. The section passing through Artsakh is being built by Azerbaijan. After the completion of the road, uh, villages which were not part of the Nagorno-Karabakh Autonomous Oblast, these are Armenian villages, will be handed to Azerbaijan. However, the issue of the village of Aravno uh, still remains in contention. More in regional news, on July 25, U.S. Secretary of State Antony Blinken held telephone conversations with Prime Minister Pashinyan and President Aliyev. According to a statement issued by the Prime Minister's uh, press office, issues related to the Armenia-Azerbaijan peace talks, the settlement of the Nagorno-Karabakh conflict, opening of regional communications, return of captives, and the clarification of the fate of missing persons were discussed during those conversations. The process is taking place in uh, with regard to Armenia-Turkey Uh, relations were also discussed. The State Department issued a statement saying that Antony Blinken discussed with Pashinyan and Aliyev Armenia and Azerbaijan's historic opportunity to achieve peace in the region, offering the United States assistance in facilitating regional transportation and communication linkages. The Secretary encouraged continued bilateral dialogue and hailed the recent meeting between the Armenian and Azerbaijani foreign ministers in Tbilisi. 
Uh, Blinken also reaffirmed support for productive EU brokered discussions and noted that the United States stands ready to engage bilaterally and with like-minded partners to help Armenia and Azerbaijan find a long-term comprehensive peace um, also within the framework of the OSC Minsk Group. Secretary Blinken commended Pashinyan on the positive momentum and concrete agreements made toward normalizing relations between Armenia and Turkey. He also urged President Aliyev to release all remaining Armenian detainees and prisoners of war. This week, U.S. Ambassador to Armenia Lynn Tracy reiterated Secretary Blinken's statement that the U.S. stands committed to its mandate within the OSCE Minsk Group, telling Azadutyun that the U.S. is ready to cooperate with Russia within this format. She noted that the offer uh, of cooperation stands open, adding that Washington has yet to receive a response from the Russian side. Yesterday, Armenia's foreign minister, Arad Mirzoyan, received Igor Khovaev, Russia's co-chair of the OSCE Minsk Group and the special representative of Russia's foreign ministry for the normalization of Armenian-Azerbaijani relations. According to a brief statement issued by Armenia's foreign ministry, the sides discussed a range of issues concerning Armenian-Azerbaijani uh, negotiation processes and the Nagorno-Karabakh conflict. Mirzoyan once again underscored the role and expertise of the Minsk Group for the solution of the Nagorno-Karabakh conflict. And before arriving in Yerevan, Khovayev was in Baku, where he met Azerbaijan's foreign minister, Jehan Bayramov, discussing regional issues and the talks between Armenia and Azerbaijan. Last week, Turkey's president, Recep Tayyip Erdogan, announced that Turkey will open its doors to Armenia if Yerevan signs a peace treaty with Baku and opens the so-called Zankezur Corridor. Turkey's foreign minister, Mevlet Çavuşoğlu, had made a similar claim last week. Uh, Ankara, apparently, expects concrete steps from Armenia, and by concrete steps, it understands the signing of a peace treaty between Armenia and Azerbaijan on Baku's terms and the opening of the Zankezur Corridor. Erdogan stated that Yerevan should move beyond statements and take concrete steps. According to Edward Arajanian, the statements made by the Turkish president and foreign minister are not preconditions, as Turkey has always held this position, which, according to him, has never been acceptable to Yerevan. And this, of course, raises the question, um, if these are not preconditions, then what are they? And if this has always been Turkey's position, and if it's not acceptable to Yerevan, then why are they negotiating um, you know, normalization? process. Well, last weekend, Turkey's special envoy for the Armenian-Turkey uh, normalization process, Sirdar Kilic, visited a checkpoint on the Armenian-Turkish border. According to Gars-based Gazette Gars newspaper, Kilic visited the ruins of uh, the ancient Armenian city of Ani and inspected the Dorukapi checkpoint located on the border with Armenia. Edward Arajanian called the event good news for the implementation of agreements reached between Armenia and Turkey. This week, the president of the UN General Assembly, Abdullah Shahid, visited Yerevan uh, and found himself in a little bit of hot water. This was the first time that any president of the UN General Assembly uh, visited Armenia. Uh, while here, he met with Foreign Minister Arat Mirzoyan and President Bahakin Khachadurian, among other high-ranking officials. According to a statement issued by Armenia's foreign ministry, regional issues and the role of women in diplomacy were discussed during the meeting between Mirzoyan and Shahid. The president of the General Assembly also visited the 
Armenian Genocide Memorial and later tweeted about it. However, um, not soon after, the tweet was removed following condemnation from Turkey. Um, and this led to much discussion, obviously, uh, in Armenia. Um, and while he was here, the UN official declined to comment on the issue. And this week, Foreign Minister Arat Mirzoyan was in Prague for an official visit where he met his Czech counterpart and the president of the Czech Senate. During the meetings, uh, development of Armenian-Czech relations were discussed. The sides also spoke about strengthening Armenia-EU relations and cooperation within the framework of the Eastern Partnership. The situation in the South Caucasus was also discussed. In local news, Avedik Chalabyan, a public figure affiliated with the 5,165 movement and a known critic of Nikol Pashinyan and his government, who was detained in May for allegedly trying to bribe the head of the student council at the Agrarian University of Armenia to recruit students to participate in protests, was released from pretrial detention on July 27. Chalabyan was released after he failed to show up for his first court hearing because um, he wasn't feeling well, he had a fever and uh, high blood pressure. Two days before Chalabian's release, Vahakin Vermishian, the former head of Yerevan's Urban Development Committee, was hospitalized after his court hearing. Vermishian was detained in February 2020 for allegedly taking bribes to give uh, construction permits. And two weeks ago, another Pashinyan critic, Armen Grigorian, collapsed in court and died before paramedics arrived. He had been in pretrial detention for two months. The government... Uh, has been criticized by the opposition and civil society for unnecessarily long pretrial detentions. And following Avedik Chalabian's release, his brother Ara Chalabian, who heads the Central Bank's Department of Corporate Services and Development, resigned without giving any reasons. It was rumored that Chalabian's brother was being pressured by the government to submit his resignation. Yesterday, Armenia State Supervision Service reported expenditure violations at Yerevan's City Hall for 2018-2021 of over 8 billion Armenian dirhams. This is approximately 2 million U.S. dollars. This coincides with former Mayor Haik Marutian's term. The violations were registered in allocation of funds to Yerevan's different communities and city maintenance expenditures and business trips of municipality staff. Armenia's Prosecutor General's Office appealed to the courts demanding the confiscation of 28 real estate properties and 16 cars from General Manvel Grigorian's family. According to the lawyer representing the family, their assets had already been frozen. In 2018, just as a reminder, following the Velvet Revolution, former member of parliament, lieutenant general, and chair of the Union of Yegraba Volunteers, Manvel Grigorian was charged with illegal possession of weapons, misappropriation of property worth more than 100 million dirhams, tax evasion, and and embezzlement. Grigorian denied the accusations at the time, and his lawyers labeled his arrest an act of political persecution. Grigorian died in November 2020, shortly after the end of the 2020 Artsakh War, at the age of 64. Early in the morning of July 27, Metro employees in Yerevan went on strike, demanding a pay raise. By 9.30 that morning, the drivers were back at work after negotiations with the management of Yerevan Metro. It was announced that the concerns of the drivers would be taken into account, but uh, we don't know whether their salaries will be increased or not. 
And money transfers to Armenia have soared in the first six months of this year, growing by 70% compared to the same time period last year. In January-May this year, the banks in Armenia processed over 1.2 billion U.S. dollars. This is mainly due to the influx of Russians, who are mainly IT professionals, who relocated to Armenia after Russia's uh, invasion of Ukraine. And uh, COVID numbers are on the rise in Armenia. Last week, 965 new infections were registered compared to 629 new cases uh, from the previous week. And last week, seven people died of COVID-related causes. And finally, this week, CNN included Armenia and the Silk Road Trail in its 23 World's Best Hiking Trails. This week, we published our 20th magazine issue dedicated to tourism, where you can read about the challenges and opportunities the industry faces today in Armenia. And that's the kind of week it's been here uh, in Armenia. Thank you for listening. Have a good weekend. Um, Next week, you will not be hearing from us. We will be taking a one-week break, but we will return the following week with all the news. But you can follow um, our social media platforms and our websites for all of our articles and podcasts that we are featuring. Thank you.